This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. World War II Radio Podcast. This week our episode consists of two segments. The first is a portion of Winston Churchill's broadcast to America of June 16, 1941. Our second segment is also from June of 41, this time from June 1st, the episode of the Lucky Strike Program starring Jack Benny, presented live from the San Diego Naval Training Center. Benny was one of the biggest stars of radio on early, early television. He starred on radio from the 1930s to 1950s, starting on CBS, moving to NBC, and then returning to CBS. From 1950 to 1964, he also had a regular program on CBS television, and he would continue to host occasional TV specials until his death in 1974. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also support the show by clicking on the link in the show notes and offering your financial support. Your donations help us to continue to produce the podcast, and thanks to those of you who have already donated. So thanks for listening, and enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For more than a year, we British have stood alone, uplifted by your sympathy and respect, sustained by our own unconquerable willpower, and by the increasing growth and hopes of your massive aid. In these British islands that look so small upon the map, we stand the faithful guardians of the rights and dearest hopes of a dozen states and nations now gripped and tormented in a base and cruel servitude. Whatever happens, we shall endure to the end. But what is the explanation of the enslavement of Europe by the German Nazi regime? How did they do it? It is but a few years ago since one united gesture by the peoples, great and small, who now lie broken in the dust, would have warded off from mankind the fearful ordeal it has had to undergo. But there was no unity. There was no vision. The nations were pulled down one by one while the others gaped and chattered. One by one, each in his turn, they let themselves be caught. One after another, they were felled by brutal violence, 
or poisoned from within by subtle intrigue. Now the old lion with her lion cubs at her side stands alone against hunters who are armed with deadly weapons and impelled by desperate and destructive rage. Is the tragedy to repeat itself once more? Ah, no. This is not the end of the tale. The stars in their courses proclaim the deliverance of mankind. Not so easily shall the onward progress of the peoples be barred. Not so easily shall the lights of freedom die. But, but time is short. Every month that passes adds to the length and to the perils of the journey that will have to be made. United we stand, divided we fall. Divided, the dark ages return. United, we can save and guide the world. Center in San Diego, we bring you a man who was so proud of his career in the Navy, he had an anchor tattooed on the sleeve of his underwear, Jack Benny! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking. And Don, you can joke about my career in the Navy if you want to, but I was a great seaman. In fact, I was the only sailor aboard who could be depended upon to batten down the hutches. I remember oh, one... Wait, wait a minute, Jack. Huh? You mean you battened down the hatches? No, down the hutches. Things were so quiet, our admiral was raising rabbits. <laughs> he had hundreds of them. Huh? Uh, Jack, I, I meant to ask you something. When you went into the service, how come you decided to join the Navy? Well, it was family tradition, Don. You see, my grandfather... Lieutenant Commander Hopalong Benny was in the Navy. And, uh... Hopalong Benny? Yes, he was the only man to ride a torpedo side saddle. <laughs> Poor fella, he never should have dug his spurs into it. <laughs> he joined the Navy and the world saw him. Anyway, Don... Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Oh, boy. Am I winded. Mary, what's the matter with you? Why are you so out of breath? Well, I just came over here from the Navy Exchange. The Navy Exchange? Well, that's just a short walk from here. I know, but it's a fast run with 150 sailors chasing me. <laughs> I 
mean, don't be silly, Mary. Sailors don't chase after girls. That's what it says right here. Sailors don't chase after girls. They don't, eh? No. Tin squins are large butterfly nets, part of their equipment. Look, Mary, you got nothing to worry about. The boys here are a nice bunch of fellas. Oh, I know they are, Jack, and... Did you notice how young they all are? Yes, but then when I was in the Navy, I was young. So was the Navy. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, Mary, you should have been here a few minutes ago. I was telling Don about my career as a sailor during the First World War. Some career. What? You joined the Navy, went to sleep, fell out of your hammock, bumped your head, and when you came to, the war was over. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if all I did in the Navy was bump my head, why did they give me that ribbon? That was a Band-Aid, and you know it. <laughs> Look, Mary, you know it, and I know it, but you have to tell everybody? Miley, why can't you just once... Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes? I'm Chief Petty Officer Jones. Oh, how do you do? My job is to see that you're well taken care of during your visit here. Now, is there anything special you would like for dinner? Well, uh, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, could you hurry it up, Mr. Benny? I've got to go around and ask all the sailors what they'd like to eat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, what do the boys stationed here usually have? Oh, some of them order crepe Suzette's. <laughs> And others prefer filet mignon sauté with a wine sauce. I see. And then there are those who are partial to baked pheasant under glass. See, is that the kind of food the enlisted men in the Navy get? No, but as long as we're on the air, let's do a little recruiting. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, yes. goodbye now. Goodbye. <laughs> you know... <laughs> you know, Mary, this fella has the right idea. Well, Jack, I had lunch at the mess hall today, and the food is excellent. I know, I know. Oh, say, Jack, we're going back to Los Angeles tomorrow night, aren't we? Uh, no, no, Don, I've changed my mind. We'll be here on the base till Wednesday. Why? Because Tuesday is payday. <laughs> well, look, what's the sailor's payday got to do with Jack? <laughs> He's got a jukebox and a keg of draft beer in the back of his car. <laughs> Mary. He flips the light place over and it says Benny's Canteen. Well, you're a fine one to talk. You're getting ten cents a dance. <laughs> so don't be so... Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, everybody. Hey, Dennis, you missed rehearsal today. Oh, I'm sorry, but I just got to San Diego a few minutes ago. Wait a minute. You just got to San Diego a few minutes ago? But I thought you left Los Angeles last Thursday. I did. Well, what took you so long? I ran into a lot of traffic in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Salt Lake City? Dennis, why in the world would you go from Los Angeles... Mary, Mary, take my advice. Don't ask them. <laughs> Just drop the subject. 
But, Jack, maybe he had very important business in Salt Lake City. Huh? Or maybe a relative was sick or something. Yeah, I never thought of that. Dennis, when you were coming down to San Diego, why did you come by way of Salt Lake City? I wanted to avoid the traffic lights in Laguna Beach. <laughs> Mary, you made me ask them. You made me ask them. Uh, Dennis, you better sing your song. I'll say you better avoid the traffic lights in Laguna Beach. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I hear a rhapsody sung by Dennis Day. And Dennis, I want to tell you that regardless of the silly things you do, I must say you have one of the finest voices in radio. Gee, I hope my mother heard you say that. Why? She thinks you're a louse. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, Mr. Benny, I don't care what my mother says. I like you. Well, thanks. And now, fellas... You've always been okay with me. Well, thanks, kid. Thanks. 
And now, fellas... You know, Mr. Benny, sometimes I wish you were my father. You do? So does my father. <laughs> Look, kid, I only try to tell you you had a nice voice. I don't want a whole routine out of you. You know, you can't say... All right, nice. fellas, you can stand up and cheer. This show will roll now, because Harris is there. <laughs> You really got a reception on that entrance. Yeah, would you believe it, Jackson? The last time I made an entrance like that, the people just sat there and stared at me. <laughs> Where was that? This morning when I got on the La Jolla bus. <laughs> well, I'll imagine getting on a bus and going into your act. Well, what's wrong with that? Last week you stood on the dock playing your fiddle when the Essex came in. <laughs> well, it was my patriotic duty, and the boys all cheered me. Well, they should. Who else could play anchors away and dive for pennies at the same time? <laughs> Oh, Phil, stop exaggerating. He's not exaggerating. I saw you swimming around in the water. Then why didn't you speak to me? With those bifocals, I thought you were a halibut. <laughs> halibut, halibut. What's your language? Oh, be quiet. <laughs> you know, Phil, you'd be much better off if you didn't pay so much attention to me and devoted more time to the boys in your band. Are you going my band again? Certainly. We came down here to play the Naval Training Center. At least your boys could look decent. Now, wait a minute, Jackson. They can't afford to buy new clothes. Well, at least swab them down. Swab them down. <laughs> look at Remley sitting there. Hold it. Just hold it a minute, Jackson. Don't say nothing about Remley. Today of all days. Why not? <laughs> well, yesterday, Frankie's favorite uncle died. Oh, oh, that's too bad. Was it unexpected? No, the judge told him exactly when it was going to happen. <laughs> Look, Phil, I don't want to have any more nonsense. We have a very important sketch to do tonight, and I want to get started with it. Don, will you announce our play? Well, there's the phone. Excuse me. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny. This is Rochester. <laughs> Rochester, what did you call me for? Well, I'm over here in your room at the El Cortez Hotel, and I think you're in trouble with the manager. Mr. Stillings, why? What happened? He got a little upset when he found out you rented your other twin bed. <laughs> oh. Then he got aggravated when he found out you were doing laundry in the bathtub. Gee. Then he got red in the face when he found out you were running highlight games in the hall. God. And when he found out you opened a G-dunk bar in the kitchen, he went to pieces. Oh, that, that's awful. How are things in my living room? Not so good. One of your barbers just quit. <laughs> Oh, we'll have one of my writers take over his chair. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, boss, 
Now what? Don't hang up yet. Why? I just looked at your radar screen. What about it? Get your fiddle ready. There's another ship coming in. <laughs> Thanks, Rochester. Goodbye. Goodbye. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for all the boys stationed here at the San Diego Naval Training Center, we're going to do a sketch. Set the scene, Don. Okay, Jack. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on any radio program, we're going to present a biography based on Jack Benny's actual experiences in the Navy during World War One. Music. In the year 1917... I enlisted in the Navy. Before I left home, I spent the last few hours with my family and friends. Then I went next door to say goodbye to my sweetheart. This only took me ten seconds. I wasn't a sailor yet. When I arrived at the Great Lakes Naval Training Center, I was examined by one of the Navy doctors. Your name? Uh, Jack Benny. Birthplace? Waukegan, Illinois. Age? Sixteen. Sixteen? Yes, sir. But you've got gray hair. Oh, darn it, I put on the wrong one this morning. I'll be a blonde tomorrow. Your height? Five foot ten. Your weight? One forty-five. Color of eyes? Oh, they're blue, aren't they? Bluer than a sailor on his first night in boot camp. Now, Doctor, you've got my records here, so tell me, do I get in the Navy or don't I? Well, son, I'm sorry, but I have to report some bad news. For me? No, for the Navy. You're in. <laughs> and so I was in the Navy. I became a part of Uncle Sam's fighting forces. The next thing I did was to report to the supply depot to get my uniform. When it came my turn, the sailor in charge looked at me and said, Well, how did you come to join the Navy? What did you say? I said, how did you come to join the Navy? Well, I've, I've always been the adventurous type. I, I love to travel. I love travel, romance, foreign countries. And then I saw one of those signs saying, join the Navy and see the world. Isn't that a coincidence? That's the reason I joined the Navy 18 years ago. And have you visited any distant lands? Yes, twice I've been to Tijuana. <laughs> Well, lucky you. You know, here's your uniform. Hey, just a second. You don't know my measurements. I take size 34, please. Really? <laughs> yes, I have a 33 waist. Uh-huh. 29 pants leg. Uh-huh. And 32 and a half sleeve length uh, on the jacket. I'm glad you told me. <laughs> Would you like your uniform in any particular color? Well, yes. Would you happen to have something in blue? <laughs> what? Now take this and keep moving. Wait a minute. Where do I put on my uniform? Right here as you're walking along. As I'm walking along, what about my old clothes? It just drop them. We have chambermaids who come along and pick them up. <laughs> Come on, men. Change into your uniforms, all of you. There, I've almost got mine on. Good. 
Uh, would you mind buttoning me up? That goes in front. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bartender, bartender. Yeah? I'll have a lemonade. A lemonade? Yes. I'll have a tequila. Say, Carly, that's a Mexican drink, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there's your tequila. Thanks. Well, here's looking at you. Excuse me, sir, but how far is it to the San Diego Naval Training Center? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, am I walking? <laughs> am I am I walking in the right direction? I don't know. Well, for heaven's sake, where is the Naval Training Center? I don't know. You don't know anything. A fine sailor you are. I'm not a sailor. Then how come you're wearing that blue uniform? What uniform? I lost my clothes in the crap game and I'm cold. Since I couldn't find my way back, I decided to stay away and enjoy myself. But a week later, I was back at the base, and because of the things I had done, I found myself up before the Admiral, facing a court-martial. The Admiral looked at me sternly and said, Were you AWOL for a full week? Yes, sir. And didn't you get into a fight with two shore patrolmen? Yes, sir. And when they tried to take you to the brig, didn't you bang their heads together and knock them out? Yes, sir. Do you think that was nice? No, sir. Well, watch it next time. The Admiral let me go with no more punishment than a stern look. The next day I was walking down the street when all of a sudden a girl said to me, Oh, sailor. Yes? Did you drop this handkerchief? <laughs> It worked. I now had a girlfriend. We went together steadily for six months. And one night I said to her, Honey. Yes, Max? Pucker up. I'm going to kiss you. Okay. There. Have you ever been kissed like that before? Yes, I have a mother.
My romance with this beautiful girl was short-lived because two days later I completed my training and went aboard my ship. What a thrill as we prepared to sail. Finally, we sailed. We were underway for just five minutes when suddenly I began to feel terrible. I rushed to the doctor and said, Doctor, doctor, I feel terrible. I'm sick. My head is going around. I'm dizzy. My stomach is upset. I feel awful. Well, congratulations. Congratulations? Why? You're the first sailor who ever got seasick on the Coronado Ferry. <laughs> that is my story. He gave me two APC pills. <laughs> he told me to go to my hammock. I went to sleep, fell out, bumped my head, and when I came to, the war was over. Thus ended my naval career. program is written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsburg, George Balzer, John Packerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Mark. This is the CBS Radio Network.